the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. I'm your host, Heather Mosier, in studio with my husband, Donnie. Co-host, Donnie, hello. (laughs) The Relevant Recovery Radio show is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation, We have an amazing detox and two-year aftercare recovery program. The detox portion is inside St. Joseph's downtown Houston. And uh, included in that is a two-year aftercare program with recovery coaching. Uh, You're the amazing part of the program, right? I kind of of am part of that. I do. Well, you're the amazing part. (laughs) No, they're all amazing. But we have a couple different state-certified recovery coaches. We walk alongside you in recovery. There's Melly Mel. Melly Mel and newly added Nick. He's he's fantastic so far. But he's from Austin, so the jury's out. I need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I need to get to know him a little bit. (laughs) See how Austin he is. (laughs) So, anyways, we follow you for two years after you discharge to help you navigate anything recovery related. And that's really rare. Other people aren't doing that. Uh, So if you or a loved one would like any information about our detox and recovery program, please give us a call at 844-263-4673 or visit this really long, ridiculous URL. Timer's going. It's a beautiful new website, and I'm still fighting for the shorter URL. But what it is right now is www.matthewshopedetoxandrecoverypogram.com. That's a mission statement. That's not even a URL. That's like a paragraph. That's a full... Uh, Hoping to get a shorter one that feeds into the bigger one. It's a beautiful new website. Please go check it out if you want any information. Yeah. And so you're listening to us today on either KPRC 950 AM Sundays at 1 o'clock or the KPRC 950 channel on the iHeartRadio app. Sundays at 1. And or, after they air us, sometime Sunday, they upload all these shows to the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us at Relevant Recovery Radio. And we also have Facebook and Instagram. You can follow us there, comment, message us. If you have any ideas or feedback about shows or future shows, or you'd like to be on a guest, yeah, that's all Heather, by the way. Message so, me on social media because I have the problem. Yeah, so if you're <laughs> if you're messaging. I, uh, the Relevant Recovery Radio Facebook or Instagram, that's Heather. I am not involved in that. I don't have the capacity. You can't control and enjoy it like I can. You can't if they wonder either. why these statements are funny, listen to the last two weeks. Uh- <laughs> You're just okay with your social media I addiction. I'm fine with it. Anyways, yeah. Donnie, what's today's topic? Today, we are going to talk about service to others. Okay. Um, now, let me ask you, why do you think service to others is relevant to recovery? Any kind of recovery. Um, Even if it's just re- recovery from being a the jerk driver you were yelling at last week man, on the show. People got driving issues in Houston. <laughs> uh, but I think being of service is important. Like my, I you joke and say it's not right. Like, but I don't want to make a joke about it. I think that the real answer is service work is important because for a lot of us, our problem is self obsession. Mm-hmm. And service work helps me be less obsessed with myself, and I get out of my own mind, and I get into somebody else's. And uh, I get a spiritual benefit for that inconvenience or that selflessness. It's very so, important. So service work um, is what? Is, is doing something 
for somebody, for an organization, for animals, for whatever, but there's no motive in it for me. Yeah. Now, does it count if I go volunteer at the Houston Food Bank? <laughs> and then post about it on social and media? And then post no. 57 selfies about how I'm helping at the Houston Food I Bank. I think service work is being willing to be inconvenienced mm. for free and for fun. What's that three things? Hmm. Doing something with someone that you don't want to do with people you don't want to do it with at times that's inconvenient to you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right? My first sponsor told me early on, because I was a chronic relapser, could not get it. Now, I had never worked all 12 steps before, but that that idea of that that was the missing piece was beyond my comprehension at the time. But it doesn't when, seem fun when you hear about right, it. Right. But when I finally was getting to the end of the step work for the first time, and I didn't know that I would stay sober... Uh, but my sponsor was guiding me on a few different ways to be of service to, you know, the 12-step world, to other alcoholics and yeah. drug addicts and all this. And she said, the trick is, Heather, if you can learn how to be inconvenienced frequently, you may get this thing. That That's, stuck with me. That really is a simple answer. Yeah. Um, because I think there was two big things that happened getting sober is, one, how am I going to do anything without drinking again? Yeah. Like, how am I going to drive the Houston freeways without a roadie? Maybe <laughs> yeah. a joint. Well, I don't know that everybody did that. But wait, people think about like, the holidays coming up. We got 4th of July coming up. Like, how am I going to barbecue? People that are newly sober, right. how are we going to do these barbecues or this 4th of July without beer? They and, but, but when you think that, you literally don't have a clue how, you right? You don't. But then you get into some form of a spiritual program. Okay, we don't even know. Let's say it could be recovery. It could be church. It could be some community function. Mm -hmm. You get in there and you start hearing about doing for others mm -hmm. just because. And that's a foreign idea to me. I think to really make it layman's terms, it's service work if your only benefit that you're going to receive is spiritual. Mm. If it's monetary, if it's accolades, if it's praise from other humans, if there's other things involved that that's your motive, then it's really not service work. Yeah. Um, if if your benefit is spiritual, that's why you were kind of making the joke about someone who's going to go deliver meals on wheels, but they're going to post about it, or people that go to you know deliver food to the homeless, you know, at Tent City, but they got to post about it. Yeah. Those likes and those comments of that praise, that's all they're going to get. That is their payoff. That is their payoff. And, and it's if they counterfeit. Had, it's counterfeit. If they had done it in secret, then they would have received a spiritual benefit. And they don't even know that they're robbing themselves of the spiritual benefit of that service work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when we come back, we are going to talk about kind of uh, just the areas that you can be in service. We've talked a little bit about why it's important. Yeah, because I do want to talk about different ways. Because For it's people, not just a, well, wait, I want to say. Not just recovery. But it's not just a spiritual benefit. It chips away at my ego and pride, and that's really what I need it for. And yeah. I want to talk about that when we get back. Like, that's really what I'm doing service for, right? Yeah, because there's multiple different ways. People may that listen may not be in recovery or have any, any issue with drugs or alcohol. Um, but service work and a service or an altruistic mentality is still really important to talk about because that's kind of the social... Uh, mesh that society is is built up. We can do it at work, home, church, anywhere. So don't go anywhere. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do some service work. We'll be back. <laughs>
Welcome back to Well Over Recovery Radio. What was that? I got tongue-tied. Relevant Recovery Radio. Three R's. Yeah, R to the third. Um, So Will just informed us, and we didn't know this, that today, the day we're recording the show, is National Oklahoma Day. What? Yeah, so if you're in Oklahoma, today is your day. Grab your sister, make out with her. That's <laughs> what you guys do. No, see, I'm oh. from Oklahoma, so Donnie's making fun of me. Okay, grab your broom, sweep out the dirt <laughs> on your dirt floor. No? No. Oh. There are some sophisticado people in Oklahoma. There's got to be some noodling jokes you. here somewhere. <laughs> no, Uh Happy National Oklahoma Day to all my family and friends back in Oklahoma. Noodling is a real thing, though, Noodling, right? Noodling is a real thing. It scares wow. me to death. It's National Oklahoma Day, uh-huh. and your best friend, Anne, gets in town today. She does. She's flying in. The girl who put me on a plane to leave Oklahoma permanently, uh, that flew me into Texas, and my childhood best friend, she's flying in to Houston tonight for work, and I'll get to, get to see her on Thursday. So does that make you like a recovering Oklahoman because you're abstaining from Oklahoma? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm gonna. That's the one caveat where I'm recovering forever. Right, Never so recovered. Abstinence from <laughs> abstinence from Oklahoma is the only way you can do it. Anyways, we're talking about service work today. Enough yeah. fun and jest about yeah. Oklahoma. <laughs> and and why service work? How does it work? What does it do? Because in when you're in, in sobriety, mm-hmm. when you are in a 12-step fellowship, the reason you're in service work, you know, a lot of people don't like to do it. No. Um, we call it sponsorship in 12-step world, right? But there's so, other forms of service work, but the main one course. is sponsorship. The main one is sponsorship. We're going to debate that in just a minute. Well, but there's also leading meetings. There's setting up for meetings. There's making coffee. There's giving people rides to meetings. These are all forms of there's carrying the message. There's tons of ways that you can be of service to a recovery community, even yeah. if it's not 12 steps, whatever. Um, and in fact, in our literature, there is a command to be of service, to throw yourselves harder into helping others that's pre-fifth step. Mm. And, and so we got to look at that. They're already You should give people rides if you have a car. <laughs> you, you should be willing to chair a meeting or clean up ashtrays if they still smoke at those meetings or set up or desanitize or, or work the coffee or whatever it is. You can be of service at any step and any length of sobriety by showing up and asking, how can I help? And I think in the 12-step world, it starts with simple volunteering things like uh, being the coffee person each being week, a greeter, making coffee. Saying hello. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are really good because you can get newcomers uh, involved in service right away without any necessarily like a length of time requirement. Because then that person, if they if they volunteer or get voluntold, as we call it, uh, then they're obligated to something. Well, and, and we're going to notice easily if they're not there. And then we have an opportunity to check in on them. Hey, buddy, you haven't been here for you know a couple of weeks. Whether well, you okay? And we call this, we call it altruistic, right? Altruism. We call mm-hmm. it doing it for no reason. But you do get benefits out of it. Like if sure. I'm a new guy, nobody has wanted me around. I right? still don't. Well, okay. I mean, but the rest of the people, there's seven that want me around. They're not in Texas, Name them, though. yeah. But when you're new in a 12-step program, uh, let's take sobriety. Um, when you're new, you don't you, feel like you fit in anywhere. And you don't feel like anybody wants you. Right. And suddenly now I go to this meeting, people embrace me. They tell me they want me there. They hug me uncomfortably. I start doing some things like uh, maybe I volunteer to make coffee. So now every week I show up and I make coffee, which we're unsuccessful at at our home group. For some reason, it seems to always be like it flips around a lot. Yeah. 
it's hard to get people that but that's part of the the struggle with the new guy right is you want to encourage them to be there every week mm-hmm. but when they do that they start to get some esteem they start to build some esteem like they have some purpose and people appreciate me showing up and, and being of service to this group. It's really cool what it does inside somebody. And that's why you work, why you work the steps, you're doing things like that. Maybe you're asked to chair a meeting. Maybe you're asked to lead a meeting. Man, when I was newly sober, I used to get just so terrified when someone would ask me to chair a meeting. I was still so obsessed with myself yeah. that I'm going to spend all this time trying to come up with this like really prophetic topic and, <laughs> and all of and what I'm going to say. And, and it's just not about that at all. I was going to say, no, no, it, it still is. <laughs> no. I'm going to wow these people. They have no idea the knowledge <laughs> and wisdom that's in my head. I'm going to wow them. That's a different problem. But I think that it's it's... It's part of facing a fear and relying on God more than relying on the fear. But it's, but I don't think we're even there yet. No. Because I think that's really what we're talking about. And so we'll, we'll just stick. Let's stick with sobriety for a second. We'll okay. focus so, on that. So let's talk about home group then. That's another way that you can be of service to What's a 12-step a, What is world. a home group? So, uh, so people that go to 12-step. Make it step, simple for I the am. people driving their cars into a wall right now. <laughs> People going to 12-step meetings, uh, your sponsor will encourage you to get a home group. A home group is a meeting that you attend every week that's, that it's open, the doors yeah. are open, you go. You also attend that meeting's group conscience. Which is a business meeting for that meeting. And you also get some sort of service position for that group. You're you serve. Of, those three things make something a home group. Okay, so now I have this meeting that I go to every single week. Mm-hmm. Once a month, we have a business meeting and we talk about topics for that group. We get a treasury, a treasury report. You can't we talk do those today. things. I really can, it seems. But that's what's cool about I it. I might have just stroked out. I each, have no idea. Each group is autonomous in the 12 step world. And so mm-hmm. it gets to run itself. Like There's a little no, business. Like a little business. There's no authority anywhere other than God, hopefully, that governs it through our votes. And so we're all equals. And so it's really great to learn how to be a part of Like you and I, sometimes we don't play well with others. You a lot I, of times. You and I, I would can, say most of the time we don't play You and I can really well dominate others. stuff if we're in a group setting. and so Only about 98% of the time. So literally, there's lots of different service positions you can have in a home group. But for instance, the one I currently have is the steering chair of the business meeting. Yeah. And I chose that because that position doesn't get to have an opinion. We chose that for you. So I, I'm trying to not have an opinion in my home group for a year. How are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I've well, made amends once a few months ago. We all met behind your back, and you're doing okay. <laughs> Am I going to do it again for another year? I don't know. Doubt it. Spirit of rotation. There's other people That's we need in there out. with no opinion. So we have this home group, and we have so there's a place there to do things that I don't really want to do. Right. It's I'm not volunteering it's, my time. Group conscience isn't super fun, right? And you got to stay after the meeting, and it's already late, and you're tired, and you want to okay, go home. Okay. So now I'm doing something with people that I really don't want to. At times, At times I don't want to do in it. In places I don't want to be. <laughs> Okay. Now I'm inconvenienced. Now I have the but recipe. But am I willing to do it anyway for God? Am I willing to be inconvenienced for my spiritual growth? Mm. And so I learned early on to do a lot of things I didn't want to do. Um, and what's so weird is that the byproduct, the more of that you do, the more inconvenienced you are, the happier and purposeful your life seems to be. Not in the beginning. Not in the beginning, but I hated over it. time. I hated it in the beginning because here's the thing is that it was cutting into my time. Yeah. I didn't want to do for others. Yeah. Um, okay, so now let's fast forward. I'm in the sobriety world. I'm I'm sober. I'm worked the steps with a sponsor. Now I'm going to sponsor. Yeah. Now we've hit a new level. Of service work. Of service work. Because mm-hmm. now if I'm going to sponsor one or multiple people, I'm scheduling anywhere from an hour 
two, three hours a week per person. Yeah. That I'm going to set aside my time to hang out with them and teach them the steps and give them what was given to me for free and for fun. I think that that's one of the most beautiful things about the the setup, the way that 12-step worlds is set up, is this idea that once I've had an experience with the first 11 steps, my job is to now turn around and give that back to somebody else behind me. And that's that full circle of it. Um, it's so beautiful when a woman or man is willing to set aside time of their life for my, me, my spiritual growth, my sobriety. Mm-hmm. And, and that because someone did it for her, mm-hmm. someone did it before for her. Yeah. And so it's so amazing that we take this, this sponsorship idea seriously and we realize what's really at stake is for some life and death, really, and that we're willing to set aside time. But because trust me, my self-centered nature wants to be excited if a sponsee cancels. Well, I was going to say that's that, what you just got. That little monologue was a beautiful sentiment. But that's not usually how you feel about not it. Not at all why I did it. <laughs> right. But I'm trying to, you know, still get both sides of the pancake. grudgingly in the beginning. I'm like, oh, I hope this girl cancels. Oh, I'd really just like to, you know, watch Netflix or whatever, you know, you want to do. Yeah. And so when a girl cancels, you're like, oh, you know, at least I was willing. Right. But that's the self-centered nature. That's that's normal. And at this point in sobriety, you still, I still don't understand my connection with God. Now, God, I think, has been there the whole time. But I sure. don't understand it because I'm just doing the simple stuff I'm told. But what's really cool is once, if the girl doesn't cancel and I actually do you know go meet with her and, yeah. and do this what happens is so amazing i feel incredibly connected to god and, and purposeful after i'm always grateful i met with her after i know it's a lot of times it's like i'd rather watch tv but they're here darn it and then when they're gone i'm like woo, i'm on fire <laughs> love god <laughs> all right we'll be right back Welcome back. You're listening to Relevant Recovery Radio. See, I can say it. I don't know why you have such a hard time. With Donnie and Heather Mosier, we're talking about service work. Yes. Welcome back to Two Idiots with a Microphone. (laughs) And happy National Oklahoma Day. Woo! Let's go noodling and make out with our sister. Donnie, stop. All right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I want to jump back in. We kind of went to the break talking, touching a little bit on sponsorship. For those in the 12-step world, I'm about to go on a rant. Just FYI. Um, um, I just, just want to be passionate you know, about something. I want to let you know passionate. that I did Uber Eats, a tub of lard for us to eat um, in recognition of Oklahoma Day. Honey, stop. Oh. For, okay. I, <sighs> I triple fried some chicken. <laughs> Man, those deep fried Oreos at the fair are incredible. Oh, Lord. So anyways. Um, here's the thing. We're talking about service work, but particularly for a second, I want to talk about sponsorship in particular. And in the 12-step world, I would say that there is an actual debate on something. But uh, can we, real quick, because uh-huh. I know you're, you're itching to go into this, and I know that, and I appreciate it. But let's talk about, real quick, I said earlier that when we get to sponsorship, we still don't understand the gravity of the relationship between us and God. True. Right? I don't know that anyone ever really does. I think you get a more appreciation for sure. it. You start to get that God consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. That thing, that that intuition. You start getting it. But in the beginning of sponsorship, I keep doing it. I keep doing it. Why? What does it do for me? I because, get to stay sober. You know, I think it's bigger than that. It, it is, but that's all I understand in the beginning. Because in the beginning, all I know is that I'm selfish and self-centered to mm-hmm. the core, yeah. right? Max. Um, and what happens is that if I go out and I sponsor people and I take my time and I give it freely mm-hmm. for free and for fun. Yeah. What happens is every time I sit down with somebody and I get out of myself 
for an hour, two hours. Every time I get out of me, it gives God a little bit of room to come in. Yeah, true. That's why I said when I get out of my head, I get into another girl's. And and here's the beautiful thing about sponsorship is I'm going to end up sitting across from a girl who either is going through something I've already went through Mm -hmm. or we have similar experiences or I'm giving her step work advice around advice I need to be taking myself. Trust me, it's really uncomfortable when you're teaching someone to do an 11th step nightly review and and you're not been doing it yourself. Right. Or, you know, or like your experience with the the mom. The step and my mom, yeah. I love that story where you had multiple sponsees back to back and you're having to give them information around the resentment on your mom while you haven't talked to yours for 11 years at that point. Yeah. And you get convicted and God And then I did. I talked to her for the first time in 11 years after that. And you were back in her life for two years and made amends before she passed. Yeah. What's really cool is that's the beauty of sponsorship. It's God. It is God. It is God. It's uh, I do this thing... So right hand out to the right, I sponsor people, doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to get connected to God. It doesn't make sense, but I'm going to keep doing this thing on the right because on the left is getting connected to God. And I think I have to do something over here on the left. I'm like, nope, just do this thing on the right. <laughs> I and, remember when I was in rehab. And you get connected. I was in rehab for the fifth and final time, and I don't know how to stay sober. And I know I'm supposed to get connected to higher power. And I'm going around asking all the people that work there, how did you get sober? How do you stay sober? How did you get connected to God? What is it that you did? And everybody's saying the steps. And I'm like, yeah, 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 but what else? Yeah. And I just couldn't comprehend that it was the completion of that process so that I had a spiritual foundation. So you learned that in order to work the full 12 steps, the 12th step is the first person you sponsor. Yeah. So when I get to 12, my sponsor reads chapter seven with me and explains mm-hmm. how we do it and blah, blah, blah. Chapter um, seven is called Working, working with, with Others. others. That's it's correct. dedicated to, you know, the 12th step. Yeah. And um, and then I got to go get um, a, a potential prospect. Yeah. You know, I got to go fishing. The book is real clear that we, the sponsor, are supposed to seek out the people we help. We don't just mm-hmm. sit back and wait for them to come to us. The book says it multiple times, number one. Yeah. And so I had to learn how to go fishing, fishing for women. Women, and we'd go to meetings and you share and you try to share out of the book and you and you try to be a, an attractive member of a 12-step program so that woman that's suffering or has two weeks sober or whatever she's like man that girl seems to have a solution let me go talk to her but my job is to notice who's new and go approach them and so, go find them and so, so I want to say this there is the debate because we've kind of alluded to it and never yeah, actually said it yeah the debate is is I think that sponsorship, sponsoring other people, taking other people through the 12 steps is the 12th step. And I do not think that other service work in general is the 12th step. I think it's separate. And here's why I think it's separate. First two sentences. It says nothing so much ensures immunity from drinking as intensive work being the step work. Mm-hmm. Intensive work with other alcoholics. It works, it when, works other activities when other fail. activities fail. The other activities is the chairing a meeting mm-hmm. and giving well, a people on. a ride and being of service. Hold There's on. lots of other activities that you can do in a 12-step world, and they don't ensure your immunity from drinking like doing step work with somebody does. But I don't think you read far enough. You carry this message. So, so the debate is, is whether or not what it says. Hold on. you're carrying the message. Hold on. It says practically, practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics, period. It works when other activities fail, period. Now, it gives, a, it gives sort of a, a command. It gives sort of a, a statement, if you will. It says, this is our 12th suggestion. Carry this Carry this message. message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. So the debate would be, what is Hold this on. message? Hold on. You can secure their confidence when, when others no fail. Remember, they're very ill. So the question is... 
what is carrying this message? And so and this I, is where our debate this is. This is where our debate is. So there's lots of ways to potentially carry this message, yep. right? It doesn't say the message. It says this message. So maybe there's some debate there. And so when you go do an H&I and you carry a meeting into a and hospital. And H&I is? stands for hospitals and institutions. So where you take a meeting into a rehab. some members from a home group carry a meeting into a facility. Okay. Oh, because it could be prison. It could be It could whatever. be prison, hospitals, yeah. whatever. And it stands for H&I, stands for that. And so potentially that's carrying the message. Um, and so I would argue maybe so. But when you start reading further in that chapter, mm-hmm. it starts talking about searching out prospects and how to approach them and how to win the, mm-hmm. the, their confidence and how to cover step one and what to do on your second meeting and when to begin the step work. Absolutely. It, and so it's it's talking about... It even talks about later in sponsorship on uh, whether you're putting your work on a service, service plane, plane. Uh-huh. if you're trying to play God with your sponsee. It's very, very clear, even though the literature doesn't use the word sponsor, we do now for the last several decades, um, but it's very, very clear what that chapter is talking about, and I think it really makes the separation clear. Here's my debate, and your debate, we get into a little whatever about this, is that I think... If someone says, I'm a member of this 12-step fellowship, yet they say they're, air quote, through the steps, but they're not sponsoring, then I would say they're not working the program. They're working their program, not the program. And what I would say is that it goes back to the definition. And this is what I learned, and this is what changed my mind. So um, my good friend James had his 34-year sober friend Jack in town. And James and I have debated about this several times. And Jack sort of, you know what? He changed my mind because of what he said. He said, look, when somebody comes into a meeting, if you get up to greet them and you make them feel welcome, you're carrying this message. Yeah. If you're giving people rides to meetings, going out of your way, and you're showing them how to do for others, you're carrying this message. No, no, I don't think so. The message Um, is we have a formula of 12 steps that will revolutionize you from the inside out and change your life. And Carrying that to somebody is carrying the message. The problem is is that you say stuff like that in meetings. You say that if you haven't sponsored, you haven't worked the 12 steps. That's true. There there are some people who may never sponsor. I disagree. I, I disagree. I think that here's the thing. We shouldn't change the efficacy of a 12-step program that saves lives because, of, think, because of some minority that maybe can't sponsor. How, how are we changing it? Don't you think people have been unable to sponsor but stayed sober since 1939? I I would say that there's lots of hard drinkers in 12-step programs. So now that they're don't a hard drinker to. if Who they knows? don't sponsor. Who knows? Who knows? But I do know that nothing so much ensures immunity from drinking as intensive step work with another alcoholic. And so I don't want to change the pro. Here's the other flip side of the argument. Let's say it's not about sponsorship. Let's say it's someone who can't is, is illiterate and can't write a four step. So do we just start teaching that you don't have to write a four step to cater to that minority? No. We pick them up and we groom them and maybe we dictate it. Maybe we write it for them. I had a girl I wrote her four step for her. Right. We, we got to make sure. That- OK, so let me I want to give you a, a flip side. I want to I want you to take a journey with me into this thing called empathy for a minute. I want you to try <sighs> it. You don't have to keep it. Just try it. And you've got somebody in a meeting who's a little goofy in some way. Right now, We're they have sat down goofy. and they've worked all 12 steps with their sponsor. They've gone through the book. They've done the process. They've had a spiritual awakening, but they're a little goofy. Maybe they're a little off. They're a little different. And they've been trying to get a sponsee. Mm hmm like diligently trying and they cannot do it. And then they hear somebody like you in a meeting say, 
If you haven't sponsored, you haven't worked the 12 steps. Now, how do you think it makes that person feel who has legitimately tried to get Listen, a sponsor? Listen, let's say it's not even someone a little goofy. Let's say it's someone perfectly normal that's trying to get a sponsee and failing. Like, it, And it, then you say that. I just don't think it even matters. I think that God will present the perfect opportunity for them to sponsor. Sponsorship is up to God's or timing. Won't. Or won't. Or he won't. And but you just told you that person I, they didn't work you, the 12 you steps. You and I have met some really goofy people that did end up sponsoring some people. So don't put God in a box and assume that they can't. But that's not don't, everybody. Who knows? Why not? It's not everybody. And Why not? I, I think really what it is is the hurtful statement in the meetings. I don't think it's hurtful. I think that I had that amazing experience with that girl that I interacted with a couple years ago and I'm going to tell that story as soon as we come back from this break but don't go anywhere we've already ventured into like land where people have turned their radios (laughs) off so I (laughs) hope one of you comes back or six of you maybe (laughs) we'll be right back listening to Relevant Recovery Radio with Heather and Donnie Mosier. We're talking about service work and arguing a little bit about whether or not sponsorship is the 12th step or service work is the 12th step. Uh, I want to share a quick story because I mentioned that I would. And I know that sometimes when I say this, it may sound aggressive or... Or aggressive. That's what I mean. Well, you said aggressive. I didn't mean to. That means going out. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) that's not my intention. I just have a lot of passion around what saved my life and how close I've become to God as a result. And so I was in a meeting and I shared aggressively about someone who says they're through the steps, but they're not sponsoring, is really not working the program. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, this girl comes up, didn't know her, and she shook my hand and said, I heard you. And I apologized. I said, I'm sorry if I was, because she had shared that she didn't, she was through the steps, but didn't feel ready to sponsor. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the dangerous cop out is that most people are actually fully equipped to sponsor, yet the cop-out is that they don't feel ready or nobody's approached them or God all these other... God doesn't call the equipped, he equips, equips the, the call. call. And right. so I don't I don't want to have this little uh, escape hatch where people always have this excuse to not do it. So anyways, I was kind of rude. Went about my business for two years. Two years later, the girl approaches me after a meeting and she said, do you remember me? And I said, no, I'm sorry, I don't. She goes, don't go anywhere, I'll be right back. And she went and grabbed two other people and brought them over to me. And she goes, we were in this meeting two years ago, and you shared X, Y, Z. She reminded me of the story. I said, oh, my gosh, yes, I'm so sorry. And she goes, no, no, I want to thank you. These are my sponsees. And I heard you. Listen, she needed that truth, even if it was slightly aggressive. She needed to get over herself of her insecurity that she wasn't equipped. She had an experience with 11 steps. She's equipped for somebody. So the question is, is how many people will you positively impact with that unlove and intolerance like her? And how many people will you turn away? I don't know. I'm trying to be less aggressive and more approachable as I the longer sober I am. Because if love and tolerance is our code, then me sitting in a meeting and making a blanket statement to the entire meeting that if you're not sponsored, you're not working the 12th step. Because I'm tired of the cop-out of people saying they work the program and not sponsor when most are capable. There's a rare minority that aren't. That's an arrogant God complex, Mm. and that's what I have a problem with. It's an arrogant God complex. Anyways, God used that whole arrogant statement for a purpose, and and she was sober and she had sponsees. And so maybe God uses it for good. Maybe I could do a better job with it. But I still believe the 12th step is sponsorship, and service work is in addition to the 12th step. 
And, and, and we're fully recognizing that if you come into a 12-step group and you do the minimum and you stay sober, great. Right. That's great. But if you want true love and joy and peace and happiness in your it. life, it's all of it. Then it's doing everything, including sponsorship, if you can, okay. if you have the ability. Because I'm not God, you I just can't mean tell like you. cognitive ability, not like the time. Right. <laughs> I just want to make right. that statement. Being aggressive on the radio. But again, I think it's service work is great. This topic is about service work, and I'm glad I got to go on that little rant. But uh, and I apologize if, if I offended anybody. But hopefully, it helps somebody. Hopefully, because I was so intimidated, I didn't want a sponsor, and my sponsor told me it's not an option. But and I was two months sober, going up to a treatment center, sponsoring four girls back to back, and you can't imagine how close I got to God as a result of that. I want everybody to experience that. I guess what I'm saying is that it's just not your call. I guess on who is, who isn't, and why they are or not. It's just probably not your call. I guess. But if I what? if I take the time out of it's my probably life, between them and God. If I take the time out of my life to work twelve steps with somebody, the implication is they're going to do the same for the girl behind them, because selfishness and the self centeredness is the root of our trouble. And how selfish is it for you to keep eleven steps to yourself? Oh, you got your life back on track, but, but isn't screw that everybody between, behind you. Again, it's just it's between. If her I'm and their God. sponsor, it it's, is my business. A little bit. Oh my God. <laughs> Complex. Anyways, let's talk about service work and other angles. This is our last segment. What about at home and with your family? So that's a great topic. So I'm going to do a high-level summary because we don't have a lot of time. But uh, you and I moved in together to live in sin. <laughs> we we moved into a house. Um, you had told me what a great housekeeper you were, and you weren't. <laughs> Turns out. You had forgotten how to do that, living on the streets for seven years, right? Yeah. Going on a, a heroin run, which it's okay, right? So what did I do? Begrudgingly, I was going to show you how to clean a house. And I started doing everything, dishes, floors. I started cleaning everything, like looking at you like sideways, like, uh-huh, uh-huh, you see what I'm doing? <laughs> but what happened over time is that I started to truly enjoy serving you. Mm -hmm. I started to truly enjoy... I enjoy it when you serve me, too. Doing <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I started to enjoy doing the dishes. I started to enjoy doing laundry. I started doing that for your pleasure, to, to help you. Yeah. And along with the 12 steps and sponsoring, along with that... See... What I fully believe is that God had a purpose for me the day I was born. Mm -hmm. And so God's got this path laid out and I took a left. Yeah. And God's like, oh, this kid. So he moves the path left and I take a right. Yeah. And he just keeps following me with this purpose and I just won't do it. I just won't. <laughs> just stuck just, in self. I got stuck in self. so many selfish ideas on how I'm going to make my life successful. But what happens is that I burn my life to the ground. And I rebuild it through the 12 steps and I rebuild it through this amazing community of chosen family, people that I love sometimes more than my blood family Yeah, because we're so close. And suddenly I get on that path, the one that he laid out. And how crazy is it that that's a path of service? Yeah. The last thing I thought I would ever do because service is not benefiting me at all. Yeah. It's somebody else. But it's the most fulfilling um, it's what I've been searching for my whole life and I didn't know it. I think that most people that think they have may maybe depression or anxiety issues or just no purpose in life or you don't even have to be drug addict or alcoholic or in sobriety, just in general, 
I encourage people to take a look at the level of service work in their life of uh, how do you treat the, your family members that you live with? How, how do you serve your community? Is there a kid next door you could cook a meal for? But it's something we talk about a lot in here. Yeah is that I have gone through my entire life discontented. I just can't find content no matter what I do. unhappy. I've tried to shop for it. I've tried to porn for it. I've tried to eat for it. I've tried to... Drug, drink. Everything to try and find that content in my soul. And we found it. We found contentment, happiness, and purpose via service work. In a connection to God. And yeah. and the way I made that connection was serving others. And that's just the last thing I ever thought would happen. You get closer to God when you love his kids. Yeah. You just do. I don't understand yeah. the paradox of why. Because here's the thing. Think, James says it all the time. If I want to love God, I love need to his love his kids, kids first. Just think of an issue in your life. Let's say you have a problem with XYZ, whatever it is. Our listeners think of something. And so a lot of times what we do, and it's kind of just human nature, is we spend a lot of try- time trying to focus on that issue to find a solution and fix it. When, self-reliance. Self-reliance. When That's a problem. When really, if if you would turn your focus onto some other opportunity that God's given you to help someone else that has nothing to do with your crap, God will take care of your crap. Because <laughs> that's the thing that never made sense to me is that you've got all that stuff out there that I always tried to fix. By the way, I never fixed anyone. Yeah. I always thought I did. Self-reliance fails you utterly. <clears throat> and but me I, too. I needed this. I needed a connection. I needed fulfillment. I needed contentment. I just wanted peace. Mm-hmm. I just wanted joy. And I didn't know, it's sort of counterintuitive to my human brain, that the path to that is serving others. Yeah, Um, but it is. And you and I went from serving ourselves to getting sober and serving the the fellowship. Mm -hmm. And now now we're serving our church. Pretty cool. And and we get to help others there. So we have multiple, and it's almost like the more we do it, the, the more okay we just are. Yeah, the better life gets. The better my connection to God, the the more of that, um, what do they call it, that sixth sense that I have, mm-hmm. this intuition. Because when I'm connected to God, not only do I feel peace and contentment, I'm just okay with this fat body and this fat skin, no, right? I'm like I'm just fat. okay with it. I like, um, I like your body. But I'm... The more I do that, the better I feel. Yeah. And and the less I need to buy anything or I need anything. I just Yeah. And God provides everything we need. Yeah. And and all it was really about was his purpose. And his purpose for me was to help to others. To get out of self and help others. So let's wrap it up. Um if you're in a meeting with Heather, <laughs> she's gonna say something that offends you. <laughs> we'll just start with that. Try not to. So get out there and help somebody in some capacity. Don't post it on Facebook. Do it in secret. Yeah, yeah. And if you need any info about the Matthews Hope Detox, call us at 844-263-4673. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. Hashtag God, though.